Hello and welcome to Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jarrett. I'm also here with Jason Bond. Hey, how's it going? And Mikey Kenny. Yo. Yes, and uh, today is April 25th. We're going to be releasing this on April 26th, and April 25th is an important day because today was the last day of beta. Closed beta. No! Okay. Eh. Yeah, t- t- today was the last day of closed beta, and uh, while some of us couldn't enjoy it, some of us got very accustomed to being able to play Overwatch whenever we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, a little much. I got some final games in last night. I know Mike did, too. And uh, uh, me too, right. me too. I got some in. Oh yeah, <laughs> just not in Overwatch, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that's that 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 is the end of closed beta. But if you pre-ordered, well, actually, even if you didn't pre-order, uh, you'll the beta start the open beta starts up next week. Is just that if you uh, if you pre-ordered, you start on the third as opposed to the fifth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing about that is that you're gonna get. Two waves of noobs. You gotta get the noobs that weren't in closed beta, and so they have no fucking idea what they're doing. And then you get the noobs on the on. The, you're gonna get those guys on the third, but they pre-ordered. And then you're gonna get the noobs on the fifth. I think we prefer to refer to them as cannon fodder. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, you I can't. Mean... No, Overwatch is not just. You can't have cannon fodder because that hurts you. It's not like another game where you just let some noob go first, let him get blown away, and you come on, come in and sweep up after him. Overwatch I've done that hurts a couple your team. Of times. <laughs> so you're a bad player in Overwatch. <laughs> that's what that means. Let's be fair, though. A lot of people just have. If I'm sure, if people could have played, they would have played. But no one's. They haven't really been able able to play. I'm not saying. So. I'm not saying it was their choice not to play. I still have to deal with the. You know how many people are gonna be tracer? Do you know how many uh, tracers will be running around the map? Do you know man. how frequent? Yeah, I do you know how frequently <laughs> for the first it will for through, through, during the open beta and for the relaunch of the game, do you know how often we're gonna see people not just using the wrong character for the uh the the you know as the, the right objective. counter? Like that's understandable. But a lot of people aren't gonna listen, they aren't gonna change, you're gonna be see people going double characters all the time. We'll it's gonna be now. a mess. It's gonna be <laughs> well, a mess. Well we see it now, so we're just gonna see more of it later. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, that's why we're going to go in about, with teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say you griping about things that we deal with now. It's just now. We're yeah, gonna it's going to be more. amplified when the game when it actually comes out. That's the that's that's the big problem. It is going to be frustrating, and that's why it's going to be very important for everybody listening here. It is going to be very important to play with your friends when this game comes out because if you do not, if you do not play with your friends when this game comes out. You're gonna, gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of frustration. <laughs> You're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to Mike the other night. I was like, dude, I do, do not. My advice to everybody who's who's gonna be playing this game come uh, May 24th is, do not solo queue. Do not solo queue, especially in Challenger. Once you get like into maybe uh, you know advanced. And maybe not even so much advanced, but like you know, may, like you know, maybe advanced, but then like you know, expert, dude, like it, it might be okay, but like in Challenger, oh my god, it was so it was such a slog 
getting out of Challenger. It was amazing to me. Cause I, I did finally get out of Challenger. And it was just amazing to me how no one would work together. No, because everyone wants to carry. Everyone thinks yeah, everyone it, thinks you can just carry some people to victory. Like no one was working together. People were not using their microphones. People weren't even typing text. You know, and they're just running around, getting killed, going in one at a time. Like, come on. Because it's Call of Duty, right? Yeah, like, once I got (laughs) out of Challenger and into Advance, it definitely was better. But still, you just had, you know, even when things were going wrong, people were still more vocal and they were communicating about it. I can deal with that. But, you know, when you're playing Challenger, especially in the lower ranks of Challenger, man, like... People are just checking it out. They don't, they don't really care. You know, then again, a lot of people probably didn't really care about this because it was beta anyway, but at the same time, come on, have some respect for yourself. That's true. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's it. That that's a very good point because, I mean, everyone's account's getting wiped, like, probably today. So all Well, the- I don't know. I, I don't know if it's today or if it's after open beta. Okay, we'll see. It wouldn't make sense for them to... You know, wipe it now and then wipe it again after open beta. Unless they don't want people running around in skins and stuff like that. I don't know. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I don't know. You, know. you know when this game comes out, they're going to have some type of transaction system oh, yeah. for you to get those yeah, coins. Yeah, they want that. They want that microtransaction money. Yeah, they're going to have some type of transaction system. They haven't talked about it yet, but there's no doubt in my mind that they will allow you to buy coins so that you can buy the outfits that you want faster. Other than that, you have to wait either get them you know, in the loot boxes, or you're going to have to wait till you have enough money to, to do so. But yeah, I don't see why they, they want, they want people flashing that stuff around. Trust me. I thought I was going to be a lot more excited for the transaction system and just seeing the other outfits and stuff. Once I actually started looking at them though, I, I couldn't go and say that I was going to go and make a purchase. Like I was like, if I get them, that's going to be really cool. But there was nothing that just went screamed like I have to have that on a character. Well, that's good. That means you have a, a, a decent brain because when you <laughs> wear stuff, no, you're not looking at it. This isn't a third-person shooter. Everybody mm-hmm. else is seeing it. You know, there should be nothing that registers like, oh, I got to have it. I have to have it, so I need to spend five, ten dollars so I can get this skin now. Yeah. Like right. Only- no, you just paid sixty dollars for this game. Save your money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, Save your money. You can get the, it eventually. The only thing I can think of people like that you would actually want to spend money on is quotes that they say because some of them are just really funny, or sprays or icons. I don't even think you can buy icons, can you? For your know, profile, I don't, so. I don't think so. So, I mean, I don't even know if that many people are going to see those really, unless you're in a party with them. So again, I'm not so sure I'd want to go and invest the, you know, yeah. the money into that. And it's not like no, the I'm base investing. Models don't my like my that. plan is to invest time so that I get the things that I want. You know, either I'm gonna get it in a drop or I will uh, get it. I'll get enough credits to get it. But I, mean, I I'm not paying any amount of money to get any of this stuff. To be perfectly honest with you, I leveled up fairly quickly, especially there in the beginning, and I had a lot of stuff open up to me. I don't think there's going to be any sort of drought where I'm going to be waiting that long for certain costumes. Well, what you you guess because you were because I was a low level, yes, yeah. So you, you get you get a lot of um, you level up really quickly, so you get yep. a lot of loot boxes early. But later on, it becomes a bit more difficult. Fifty to seventy five right. feels awful. 
Like, <laughs> like that's where it starts. Like, like around the fifty level fifty mark, it's just like a trudge to get to one oh one, which is what promotes you into the level one all over again. Right. I think you may get more um, XP in competitive modes, though. I think so because when I when I was playing competitive versus when we were playing quick play, I was leveling up faster. Well, maybe maybe you do. I don't know. I, I have maybe. Well, I, shit. An open beta. It's competitive. Is probably not even going to be open. Yeah, I know group bonus helps a lot. So yes, it does. It definitely does. So again, uh, encouraging you to play with friends, especially on launch day. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I will be organizing groups beforehand. Trust me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I know Mikey's not that big in the competitive, even though you did play competitive with us Saturday night. I don't night. mind playing competitive. I just am not going to get in the trenches of it where it's like, oh man, I'm losing so many points and I just can't handle this and I'm so pissed off and angry and I'm just not going to do that. I refuse. Well, yeah. I refuse to well, get lost in the way I did League of Legends for a while. It's not uh, I'm not going down that road again. I want to play competitive just because it's a it's a great way you know it's something to do it's a good to measure, uh-huh. um, but at the same time like I don't think I've truly played a game competitively to the point that I cared really about rank um, for a long long time, long time. So I, it doesn't matter. Like you heard me on Saturday, I was like, up oh, I'm in advance two. Now I'm in advance one. Up oh, advance two again, and now I'm back in advance. There was a one. little bit of salt. <laughs> There was a little bit of salt last it night. It was more about the way we lost. It was more about that, not the fact that I'm going back down to advance, or, you know, to like Division One advanced, but more about the losing because our teammates were fucking retards. You know <laughs> that that bothers me. You know, like they, like when I can, you know, I can take a loss. I can take getting killed. But when I get killed or lose for some reason other than my skill level. I get upset by that. Like if I get killed because of some latency bullshit, uh, you know that that bothers me. Or if we lose a game that we really don't have to lose, all we have all we would have to do is pull together at one point, or not going one at a time. Or you know when you say, "Hey, there's a widowmaker out there. We need somebody to take care of it." That other person doesn't switch to a good fucking Farah. You know, like that that bothers me when when that happens. Like you know what? I can, you, do you want me to heal? Or do you want me to do damage? And it was good when I play with Mike because we can swap off. Like if I'm playing like Zenyatta or something like that, and I'd be like, yo, I need we need damage. He'll switch off and see like a healer. And then I can go and do damage. Right. But it, like when I'm playing by myself, that, that really like, doesn't happen. Yeah, like or you're a tank stand or like you're tanking it up, but your healer just isn't cutting it, like I'll switch. Or if like right. we need more damage and you're in tank mode already, I'll flip out into like damage or something like you and me can like alternate yeah exactly and when I, yeah exactly when i <gasps> play by myself what is that <laughs> <laughs> if i'm playing by myself and i'm supporting the team because oh, i was telling my, uh, mikey my mantra is kind of like keep the idiots alive and you'll win <laughs> you know i mean and, you know i'm playing with my, the team and it's like i so i have to be healer because nobody else is gonna do uh-huh. it you know, it, that then it, then it's then it becomes more frustrating. It becomes I, a pain in the ass. There's that was reason. probably the bane of my existence when doing all the solo queuing I did this last weekend. You know, was that or you know the last week we had the stress test there. Nobody would go support. It would just sit there open, and I'd be like, God, I have to go and do it. There's a reason. If you look at my page of like most played, 
you'll see all the supports have at least seven hours or more plugged into. Symmetra had 10 hours and Mercy had 10 hours. There's a reason for that just because no one else would fucking play support. So I became a master craftsman at playing support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people, they'll hop into a game. Like, hop in and then select the character and then they just sit down. Like, they, they won't do anything. But that's why... When I get into a game, I won't select anything. I'll just wait and see what people do. See, I'm noticing that makes people think that you're willing to play support, so they'll just won't even bother playing support. So what I do now is I lock in a character I want to play, and then I see if everyone's selfish, and then right. I flop, and then I switch it out. Well, if I, sw- if I switch, if I actually select the character, like if I jump into a map and I select Zarya, because I know I rocket Zarya in that map, I'm not switching. that's the thing because i know i'm good at it but a lot of people think they're good at stuff and they're not and that's a a problem you know i've done it to where like i play i'll play a genji because i like playing genji when there's turrets about and normally we're on offense so like Mm -hmm. i'll grab genji but if i don't see a turret or a bastion or something i'll tend to switch him out for like pharah or may or junk rat you know something like that or if we need another healer because the healer isn't doing their fucking job i'll switch to support right or so tank, i I, I know what you mean I, I would rather actually play a support character than let somebody who's bad at support play support or tank like i feel or like tank, yeah. like i feel like tank and support like they i feel like double tank is a really good composition for a lot of things and a lot of people just don't get that yet yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, plus, well, I guess we had a lot of double tanks when we played because somebody would go like Roadhog or Reinhardt, and I'd go Zarya. But for me, Zarya, while well, while she is a tank, for me, she's more of a damage dealer because I'm, she's I'm an really good. Tank. At, yeah, I'm I'm really good at drawing people into fights, so they I stay powered up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten so many cards where my power state is like an average of 65, 70, 80, mm-hmm. you know, and you really, you can really kick it. Once you get Zarya over the 40% mark, she's, she's dangerous, man. Yeah. I just don't, I get more of my card doesn't like power my car, my cards are from, uh, Zarya or more like barrier protection, like preventing this much thousands of damage from mm-hmm. like happening. Right. So. Yeah. I, I had know. damage. I had damage this weekend around when I played. Massive amounts of damage that I could put out from anywhere from Zenyatta to, you know, Soldier 76 or Widowmaker. I still can't put out damage from Zenyatta. This is the one support I can't really play. Is it's inc- like you said, you know, he's got the drawbacks, you know, where he's lacking, but it is so gratifying when you wreck people with no, Zenyatta. No, it is. Don't get me wrong, but like, if I need a reliable support, like, he's not my first decision. He's not my first choice. Oh yeah, agreed. Uh, I I definitely have to know that the the group is on a certain level before I'll I'll whip Zenyatta out. Uh, going into this, I figured you know I found out that Lucio was probably one of the strongest healers there, just due to his overall toolkit that he has and the amount of healing and you know bubbles that he could put out with his ultimate. All right. Well, uh, Zenyatta, that little test they said they were doing with him. With the orbs, turned yeah. out to be not so much a test, and they they only buffed his healing by five points a second. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll <laughs> I think we'll, we'll we'll get into that another time. Let's go ahead and let's get to the patch notes because we have actually four sets of patch notes. They're not that long though, but these are the la- final patch notes for the beta. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll. I don't. I mean, we may see some patches before uh, open beta. Maybe 
I think they're really just trying to clean some stuff up. So like some some buggy stuff they'll probably clean up. Uh, I don't really think we're gonna see a bunch of character changes. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, let's start with the the patch notes from the thirteenth. All right, nice. starting from the 13th here, we've got some patch notes. The patch notes are competitive play. Players in Heroic can now be matched into a competitive play game with non-Heroic players, but only after waiting in a queue for a mod moderate period of time. Progression rewards. Uh, looks like there's some new skins that were added for uh, Genji and Farah, noticeably uh, Nomad Genji and Rain Dancer Farah. And it looks like for uh, performance-wise, they implemented several CPU efficiency improvements for uh, CPUs that do not support hyper-threading. Is that like first-generation Core 2 Duo? Uh, well, AMD processors don't hyper-thread, so... Oh, that's right. Yeah, they have the other uh, the other side there. Uh, map changes that we had. Vol uh, Volskaya Industries increased time required to capture both objectives. And King's Row increased time required to capture the first objective. Hero changes. McCree, the stun duration on his flashbang is increased uh, by 0.2 seconds. The recovery time before he can shoot again, however, has also been increased by 0.2 seconds. Developer comments on this were, this change should help McCree better orient to his targets after stunning them with flashbang and give his teammates more opportunities to capitalize on its use. Going up next to Reinhardt, Earthshatter. Reinhardt no longer gains ultimate charge from using Earthshatter. This is general rule we have in place that prevents heroes from generating ultimate charge when using their ultimate, but Reinhardt was previously overlooked in this regard. Roadhog. Chainhook. Now pull smaller targets closer than larger targets. Whole hog decreases uh, decrease the movement speed penalty of whole hog. The change to the uh, chainhook should enable Roadhog to more reliably kill smaller heroes after a successful pull. Since Roadhog's primary fire has such a wide spread, this allowed smaller heroes to avoid the majority of incoming damage from Roadhog after they were hooked. For Whole Hog, we feel the movement chain helps the ability to be more flexible while also making it less dangerous for Roadhog to use. Hold on a second. Uh, with this specifically, I had don't. I, the only reason I had a problem with it is because if you're a Roadhog and you hook a smaller character like Zenyatta or Tracer and you don't one-shot them, that means you fucking missed. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that's what that means. That means you missed. You need to aim better. This basically just made it... It just made it easier for a Roadhog to kill whoever he, he, he hooks. You know? And it's, it's not like hooking is a difficult thing to do. Hooking is super easy. Yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure, because I've actually been hooked through solid objects, not th in, with latency and without latency. You can tell if it's, if it's latency. Um... You know, when the, you do the kill cam, like if you got hooked through a wall mm -hmm. and the kill cam, you do the kill cam, the kill cam won't show the wall. But I have had times where the kill cam will show the hook go through the wall, which means that when Roadhog shot, like, throws the hook at you, the game has already decided you're going to be hooked. You know? Right. So, yeah, that, 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 that's a pain in the ass that I don't think has really been addressed. But, yeah, I was like, they basically just made it easier for you Roadhog to hook You know those last couple of kill. games we played the other day when I was playing Roadhog, though? Yeah. I was hooking people, and, like, they would go behind a wall, and I would pull, but they wouldn't actually come to me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know what was going on Sounds with that. Sounds like a latency issue at that point. That might be latency. Because I was like, I see the hook, it grabs them, but they're behind a wall, and I do the animation for the pull on my end, but they're not coming to me. Yeah, that sounds like it's the the server is like, oh no, this person moved, which has a lot to do with the post that I made today. Hoping it goes blue. 
<laughs> but we'll see. And also McCree's uh that change they made to McCree, like they also made another change to McCree that kind of negates this, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, your teammates really don't need to capitalize on the stun simply because of the fact that McCree is going to kill you once he stuns you. If McCree doesn't kill you from stunning you, you're probably a bad McCree. <laughs> well, like you're stunned forever, and like you should just just fan the hammer and dead. Like that's it. Yeah, pretty much. That, the, and that's with, you know, uh, mediocre McCrees. Remember that game? Like, we were playing a game where they went double Winston and they had a third tank. So there's three tanks on their side. And you switched to Hillary and said, I gotta go McCree. This is literally the fifth time I played McCree and I beat the shit out of that team. <laughs> you know? And without like, without really no, I, I'm like a, I always call myself a mediocre McCree. Well, maybe I'm a bit better because I know how to play shooters. I mean, McCree he doesn't have like any ballistic drop or anything like that, so he's pretty easy to use. But dude, like I was just like, yep, grenade, fan hammer, grenade, fan hammer, you know, fan hammer, you know, fucking roll, fan hammer. Like it was so easy, mm-hmm. and that's why I guess the 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 the, the nerfs we're going to be talking about in a little bit were so satisfying. But go ahead, Bond. All right, patch notes for April 15th. Moving on here. Players will no longer be prompted to play through training modes each time they log in. Uh, I noticed that when I got in, and I was quite grateful because I didn't really need them. However, I am wondering about new players if it's something similar to what we have on WoW, which is where, in order to even queue up for dungeons, not the LFRs, mind you, but the dungeons, you have to go through what they call Proving Grounds to learn how to play your class a little more effectively. I mean, do you guys think they should have a, I don't know, some sort of, if you're new to this, it's your first time ever logging in, you should have to do training modes? or Absolutely. You should have to do training mode for the first time you try to get into a custom game, and then you should be level 25 before you get into competitive. Well, I think you're already level 25 before you get to competitive. Like, there's a level cap on competitive. Oh, there is? Okay, good. Yeah. I wasn't aware. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. That's That's just... Yeah, I feel like you should have to play training since there's no single player campaign to learn how to actually play before multiplayer. Like, I feel like you should have to play the tutorial at least once. Yeah, right. right. you're doing I'd everybody agree. a disservice if you don't know what you're doing. I would agree very much. All right. Next one here: fixed an issue that caused the in-game tutorial to not advance. Fixed an issue with the in-game matchmaker that were causing games not to populate or matches to compete to complete. All right, moving on next to the April 19th patch notes. Progression rewards. Gray portrait frame has been designed. That design that was put in has been removed for uh, levels 1 to 100. All remaining portrait frame designs will now shift down from promotion as a result, i.e. players level 1 to 100 will now have a bronze frame. Players uh, level 100 to 200 will now have a bronze frame with a star, etc. Remove some of the less popular sprays, and note the sprays may return in future content patches. <clears throat> All heroes will have the same number of hero-specific sprays. Now, there were some pretty cool sprays that I noticed while I was in there. Uh, you know, uh, the Zenyatta ones I actually really, really liked. My favorite one is the foot, because I love kicking people as Zenyatta. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it is just so satisfying. I don't know what it is. I kicked the Reinhardt in the head the other day, <laughs> and it was awesome. Did you die? Like, no, like I killed him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, did he kill you after kicking him? Because I would have fucking beat you with a hammer for trying nah, to run like, to I, me and I kick was, me. I was, I was giving him the business. I was, I, I had, the, I had the orb on him, 
and I was fucking him up, and I got past him. I turned around and kicked him in the back of the head. He just fell over. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. One time I kicked like a tracer. I I kicked her and she hit a wall. It looked like I kicked her and she hit her head on the wall and died. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it was great. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Symmetra, Symmetra and Mercy had some good sprays. I like that one with Symmetra and the arm that shows the icon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, some of some of Torbjorn's was interesting. And so were some of Roadhog's. Like the corn and the, the popcorn. The corn going into his gun and it just cranks out popcorn. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, map balance changes. Hanamura. The map has been temporarily disabled due to an address uh, due to an arrest and issue affecting spawn room doors. Did you guys run into that at all? or? Uh, what was the issue affecting spawn room doors? Does it say? Uh, no, it just says addressing an issue affecting spawn room doors. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <to> my knowledge. <laughs> uh, Route sixty six slowed the payload by ten percent and adjusted the placement of health packs across the map. We noticed that attackers are winning more often than we'd like in Route sixty six, so we've made some adjustments to the payload speed and health pack placement to try to bring the attacker win rate more in line with other escort maps. Volskaya Industries moved initial spawn points to the further back. We're also seeing attackers win more often than we'd like on Volskaya Industries, so we pushed spawn points back a little bit in the library to help defenders hold Objective A. I don't see how that helps them hold Objective A. I no? don't see how that helps hold Objective A at all, and I mean, Volskaya used to not be so one... I feel like Volskaya wasn't always... I mean, Objective A has been pretty easily taken a lot, but like I see I, I see a lot of defenders hold out the uh point B pretty often. Yeah, that's the thing. I see a lot of people hold out on point B. Uh point A, you know, once the team gets in, you know what the problem with Volskaya Industries is that once a team gets in mm-hmm. and you die, it takes so long to get back. All the all the all the team has to do is make sure that you don't have uh Symmetra teleport. Yeah, exactly. That you don't have a teleporter. That's all they it's gotta almost, do. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. It's almost required to take Symmetra on defense for Volskaya just because of the long walk back. Yeah, and the the thing about because if you think about other maps where you have a long walk, most of those maps ha- have a payload. So like uh, Watchpoint Gibraltar is kind of a long walk, but the payload is coming closer to you as a you know, as it gets closer to the to the objective. You know, so your walk becomes, uh, you actually start to have the advantage. The defenders actually start to have the advantage on that map. And, um, I'm trying to think, I had another map in mind. Um, well, I was thinking about, I guess I was thinking about King's Watch, but King's Watch, the walk isn't really that long, and still a Symmetra teleporter would be very helpful there. King's Watch, right. yeah. I, I just think that the problem with Velasca Industries is that the spawn for the defenders is w- too far back. Like, dying on Velasca Industries, that is a big deal for a defender. Huge deal. Especially if the defender. Symmetra dies before she lays a teleporter. Absolutely. Yeah, like, but, and I think that's, that's the issue. That's the issue you're talking you're, lo- you're, you're I think we're looking at here. And Route 66, I don't know, like, I, uh, do you adjust the payload, how fast those moving, and the place with health packs? I'm not necessarily sure that's why uh, def- it's so hard to defend. It's a hard defense. It seemed like a short map. It seemed like a pretty short map to me as far as escort maps would go. 
I don't the only know, part just... that it got long was at the end there. There was a lot of cover in the beginning. Yeah, it's like as a defender, like bastions don't really have a good place to set up. There's not a huge cool. choke point. Like there isn't right. like there isn't like that like Hanamura, you have the gate and you have some of the entry doors. Um Volskaya has, you know, that big entrance to uh point A and point B, but like there's just not a huge choke point in Route 66. Yeah, is that you know they probably want people in Route 66 to use the rooftops more often because as an attacker, it is more difficult to get up in that map. If you're a defender, it's way easier to be in a up position. Yeah, but not on offense. Not on offense, and they probably want the defense to use that more frequently. But how many characters can actually? Widowmaker, you know, you Widowmaker. Maybe she can't even get a. Uh, like a like a, a long line on people. Yeah. There's only like a one or two, not one or two, but it's only a few spots for her to be. Like Hanzo is, I think, is a better pick on that map. Yeah, like and, Torb- uh, yeah, Torbjorn and Bashin can't get up there, so they can't utilize that either. Like they can only get yeah. up to like the second level. Right. Yeah. So Torb can't utilize a junk red. Obviously, can Farah kind of can, but like because of the way the map, there's so many places for people to go inside and not yeah. be visible on the outside. You would think that having a kind of a, a skinny roadway would be more conducive for Farah, but there's also lots of coverings and things like that. So I think as it's just hard to defend. You have to be on the ground with everybody else. I did not have that much. I mean, I could do okay, but I didn't have that much luck winning, even as playing, you know, like a Widowmaker or somebody else in the back. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you had to be somebody that was extremely offensive and capable, you know, of moving a lot. Too many places for people to come from in that map. Like, the best places, I feel like, to defend are at the very beginning, like, mm-hmm. at, right out the gate, and just shove them back into their base as hard as you can. Yeah, or, we've done that before. <laughs> right, we've, like, we've won that way. Or you get them at the very end, where it's, like, all they have is, like, one or two ways of really coming in from. Mm-hmm. About, I guess, three, technically. But that way is so narrow, like, you're asking to get fucking pulverized. But, like, You've got one or two ways to cover, and you can kind of defend that endpoint really well, and the the walk distance from the spawn point to the final point isn't that bad. Right. So I don't know. It's like you either win it at the very beginning, or you're going to win it at the very end. But everywhere in between is just like this weird hodgepodge of things that just don't go well for you. I don't know. I don't know. If, if we got people to the end, I usually saw them losing. I don't think I really ever saw somebody win. Once we'd push him to the end. Well, the problem was people would go Reinhardt, and Reinhardt, Reinhardt's really good for just like walking. You can literally just put the shield up and just walk it in, unless yep. there's just like this constant barrage of damage focused in that area. Well, the thing about Reinhardt I found, especially in the last few weeks, because I do, I used to put try to put a lot of damage on his shield, mm-hmm. but if it's him. Dude, just walk through the shield. Because he's either going to have to... He's going to have to address you or move back. Walk through the shield. Because even if you have all red in your face and you walk into the shield, you'll start doing damage on him. And right. he'll either have to start doing stuff like hitting you back or he'll have to... You know, which makes him drop his shield. Yep. Or he has to move backwards. Well, right. But you also have to think, like, Reinhardt isn't... It's not just going to be him walking it up. He's got, like, probably two two other people behind him, at least. And then you've got... 
three people probably off on the sides doing god knows fucking what. Maybe. I'm not saying anybody does it, but like, as a Zarya, I would do that. I'd walk like, oh, through yeah. the shield and, you know, get in there. So, you know, the objective is to make him drop his shield, you know, or make him, right. or make him move, period. Well, the problem I always find when I, like, when you want to walk close to Reinhardt is he'll just fucking charge you. But I guess that means he drops his shield and that means all chaos is going to ensue. But if you get pinned, I mean, that pretty much takes you out of the fight unless you're a tank. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. And even then, he can fucking whack you with his hammer like twice while, while before you even get back up. So, right. being pinned. It's just, a, especially with that narrow hallway, if he's just coming like with the payload like straight up and you're just trying to like get behind his shield, like it's kind of like an easy lineup shot to charge you. So, it, it's kind of weird. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, continue, Bond. All right, so Hanamura, uh, looks like that map was put back into rotation. The issues affecting, uh, affecting the spawn doors that we didn't know where they were seem to have been resolved. <clears throat> McCree, alternate fire recovery time, i.e. the time before McCree can shoot again, is increased from 0.3 seconds to 0.75 seconds. McCree's alternate fire is intended to be more situational, but often players were using it as his primary way to deal damage. This damage, this change, makes it weaker to use repeatedly while maintaining its power as a finisher and as part of all of his roll combos. Now, I obviously didn't get to play with this change here, but I know even before that, I would use his fin, you know, quite a bit, but that's more because I was an aggressive player and I was using it to tank bust. That being said, again, on top of that, I would also do a lot of rolls and time my abilities with it. But with this time with playing on the weekend, I was able to actually use the semi quite a bit and very effectively. So, uh, did you guys see any changes with this over the past couple of days? Or McCree's still just doing McCree th- what McCree does. Suns, <laughs> Pops, uh, Fan Hand. I, I noticed less people playing him. Like, he, McCree was like a fixture in almost every team. Uh-huh. And now I really only see McCree's pop out when there's a tank that needs to be busted. Mm. I still see McCree as about as much as I used to, but I don't know. He's still a good tank buster and he does his job. So yeah, I mean I, I don't he he succeeds at his job still. Yeah, that's the thing, but I think McCree he was just being used to kill like just to be like a fast kill for everything. That was the problem. Well yeah, I mean he could like literally, if like I I played Junkrat one time and I had um a tracer behind me, I turned the corner, fan hammer, uh lo- he rolled, stunned the tracer, fan hammer, and we're both dead, like in no in no time. Yeah, so. that's that thing's too much for McCree. Like, I, being a high damage character should come with something where your mobility is limited or something. You know what I'm saying? Like his that, mobility isn't limited. That's right. Other exactly. than like on the ground, roll like on the ground rolling. I yeah. mean, that's about. And even if his his mobility isn't, he's not, he's not a super fast character, but he can limit your mobility. You know, like a stun grenade. He doesn't need to use that on a tank. He needs to use it on a tracer or something yes. like that. Somebody moves faster. Soldier seventy six, and then all he has to do is do fan hammer, which for as many bullets as it shoots, it's very easy to control. My major problem with stun grenade is just the fact of the AOE splashed the splash on it, like just how m- much area it covers. Absolutely, absolutely. That's my big problem. That I, if they'd fix that, I'd be fine with McCree. But like, that's my only. Yeah, it's know, a pain in the ass. I don't want to. You know, I try to maintain. You know that. You know, we're we're FPS shooters. We're a little bit 
better than, say, the average new person that's going to come into this. But again, I never really found that the splash damage was that big from it. But again, I was mostly on target. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. You were probably hitting people with it. The same thing with me. I didn't notice it until Mikey said something. Okay. And I started, I would aim it to like the left or right of somebody, and it would still get stunned. You know? Uh, caught three people with one stun grenade, and I swear we were like in this like pretty well distanced triangle, mm. basically. And he like chunked it, and like it caught all three of us. Oh, wow. So. Colin, I could I could have believed two of us, but th- all three of us, I was like, no, nah, this is this is a little too much. Like this is a little too much, right? So right. I don't know. Go ahead and continue. All right, Zenyatta Harmony Orb healing increased from twenty five to thirty per second. Now that Zenyatta's orbs are more restricted, we felt there was room to increase their healing output to help him in a support role. We all know that Jaws got something to say about this. It's not enough. It's not <laughs> mm-hmm. enough. You know, Zenyatta is still not a good pick to be primary healer. He's still a secondary support. There's only there's only like I'm trying to think. There's one map that he definitely should be used on, and I think that is Sanctum in Nepal. Mm-hmm. But other than that. You know, he's secondary. Like, why pick him over a Mercy? Like, I pick him specifically because I, most of the time when I'm playing with the, with the team, they need the extra damage. And so I'll play with him. But other than that, I, I don't know why anybody else playing support will really play with him like that, you know? I ran into that very same thing with this weekend here, and it is incredibly saddening. He's my favorite, not saddening, discouraging. He is my favorite hero in the game. I love everything about his mythos, everything. The way he works, but he there's no reason to take him half the time when you can take a Lucio and put out massive AOE heals or when you can take a Mercy and have more mobility and still be able to put out those heals. Right. He, he needs another utility ability of some type or he needs uh, to be able to put more orbs on people at once, you know, like one or two orbs at a time or something like that. He, all he's they lacking. Need, all they need to do is change the heal back to how it used to be Mm-hmm. Leave the negativity the way it is now, where if you lose sight, you'll lose the negative orb. For the little freaking god, just let the let the healing orb sit where it was. Like, I especially don't know. because you can see your teammates at all time. You know. Yeah, like let the negativity orb stay where it's at. If you lose sight, great, fine, it's gone. That means you can't keep track of the enemy, which was the main problem with it anyway. Because mm-hmm. you could keep track of, you know, the Reaper that's supposed to be able to sneak behind people at which all times. I don't necessarily think it was a problem, because you know who you put it on? You wouldn't put it on necessarily the Reaper. You would put it on, like, the Tracer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would put it on people who could be who could make danger for you. It was a defense mechanism for Zenyatta because you know if they get anywhere near Zenyatta, he's gonna die. Especially Tracer. Yep. Tracer, if she attacks you from the side, you're, you're fucking done. If yeah. she gets to Tra- jump on you, you, Zenyatta is finished. You know, Tracer is absolutely Zenyatta is number one enemy. Like, exactly. I think Tracer is everyone's number one enemy. God, I hate oh, that. Card. I'm fine with her and May. May's <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm fine. May's yeah. fine with I'm May, fine May with versus Tracer. Fine. Probably, the only time Tracer kills me is if I'm being lazy, you know. But it, it was part. It helped Zenyatta's. If you were a decent Zenyatta, it helped with your um, survivability. And the thing about it is, also if you were a good Zenyatta, like you know, you wouldn't just set and forget an orb. 
uh, you know, with the healing orb, you were actually using it to heal different people. Right. And with the discord orb, like I would put it on like a tracer or a um, reaper. But if I didn't think they were coming around, I would take it and put it on somebody else. Like if I could clearly see well, they're not, they're not coming around me. Oh, and then and they're not really going to be fighting any of my people right now. I'm going to put it on somebody more immediately. But if I'll put it on them and I see them try to loop back around to come and kill me, that's when I keep it on them. You know, it was right. a way to help. It was it would discourage them from attacking you. Like I said, it helps them out as it wasn't. It's not like that. Your teammates can see it. Only you can see it. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, but I could type tracer blah 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 right here, or you know, you're gonna type that you could, while you're playing Zenyatta. Okay, or I can, you know, when we actually have fucking mics going, <laughs> just talk it out and be like, yeah. I've got a tracer like to my right who wants to go in that building and fuck her day. And who's that? Uh, if, if you're playing by yourself without a team, it. you yeah. can, I, there's no way you can counter those people. Like most of the time, they're not gonna give a shit. You, I, I think he has to be able to take care of himself, and he needs those changes back, and he needs some other form of utility to keep up with the other support players, support heroes. I mean, if you put that, if you know where they're coming, you can better defend yourself, and that's going to even the playing field a little bit. I mean, again, it's going to come down to the player themselves and what they're capable of, but... Uh. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's not stopping me from playing Zenyatta, but I know like Zenyatta people. Like, I've seen a less Zenyatta since it happened, mm-hmm. and Blizzard doesn't mm-hmm. seem to care. So we'll see what happens when it actually comes out. I mean, Zenyatta is just going to be relegated to dual support. Like whenever someone's like two supports, I mean, it's going to be Zenyatta and Lucio or Mercy, right? Or Symmetra, or when you know Symmetra, Symmetra supports go with whatever, right? <laughs> Well, that's the that's the, the last set of patch notes, right? That's the yes. end of the patch notes for the beta that face. So, like I said, I don't think we're gonna really see any changes before for the open beta. Uh, obviously, there's gonna be some stuff that gets put into the game before launch, and we'll talk about that when it actually comes out. I know Jeff Kaplan was talking about putting some stuff in for uh, for you know in terms of competitive. So we'll see. They what they need to do is put stopwatch, make that the make that the what actual. Need to do is give me another support character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, let's move on. Let's talk about there's been some Overwatch story content that's come out. Well, actually, not story. Oh, well, yeah, the McCree comics a little bit of story content, but also there was a three part video series from Gamespot. Uh, about the making of Overwatch, we'll talk about that. But I want to talk about that McCree comic first, because I definitely thought it was going to be a bit more in depth. Like you know, this this well, when we heard about the comic, uh, and you know, you watch Recall, you watch Alive, and both of those both of those animated shorts, they give you um, a good amount of a good look into the lore of Overwatch. Whereas this comic, in my opinion, really doesn't tell you much. All you know um, from it, you know, you know that McCree was part of the Bla- part of Black Watch. Apparently, he was a big part in how they, uh, you know, in their procedures or their attack procedures and stuff like that. There was some type of glowing box on the train that he gets rid of at the end of the comic, and people, and he's being blamed for the train robbery. Period. Yep. You know, it, it was a huge, you know, they left you with a cliffhanger because you know there's something coming up 
uh, in front of them because uh, one of the not the Blackwatch guys, but the Talon guys, you know, they they acknowledge that there's something in front of them. You know, in terms of uh, there's something coming up. He, he requested backup and then backed off. I can. It's probably Reaper. I would think. I'm thinking some probably like Reaper or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I thought maybe I was expecting too much. I I actually thought it was gonna tie more into Route 66. That's what I thought. Unless they, I I don't know if they're planning on coming out with more parts for this. Well, I mean, they could, and that could be the train that's derailed. Yeah, because on Route 66, if you go when you go to the attacker spawn and you look up, there's a train. There's like the tracks have been blown up. And there's a train dangling down from it. And actually, of course, there's train. There's parts of the train on the actual road at the beginning of that game. Right. Right. Uh, the reason I say Reaper is because if you go to, if if you if you play Reaper on Route 66 as you're running toward the attacker spawn, he's like, right. This is where I picked up the end grade. Well, this is also like McCree also says something while on Route 66, like. Doesn't I when he's in the uh, attacker spawn point? I feel like he says something. He does. I just can't remember what it is. I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you actually remembered. <laughs> I. I can't remember. I thought I did. I don't play enough McCree. I only have like one hour of McCree. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know this. There's a story of Route 66. Um, let me see if I can. I'll, I'll see if I, if I can find it. I'll bring it up. But there, there is a story of Route 66 where, um, I think there's some type of battle that happens there. Maybe this is leading up to it. I'm. I almost want to think the comic is probably going to lead into Route 66. Still, I just think this is like they're looking at multiple issues of it. I mean, we obviously they didn't say what the hell the glowing box was. And that's probably kind of important. And then, you know, I mean, there's lots of windows that could take this. Well, I mean, <laughs> the box was the thing that they were there for. And then on the, uh, you know, when he when he talked to the conductor, the conductor had no idea what it was. So they, they really didn't give us any information. And I didn't really see like a to be continued. And I think they only mentioned that they were going to have that one comic. Really? Just one? Oh, Yeah, they they didn't say they were, they were going to have that one comic, and they were going to have... I'm talking about before the game comes out. They were going to have that one comic, and they were going to have the the graphic novel, which was about Soldier 76, or Morrison, and uh, Reyes, or, you know, Reaper. Uh, so, that that's... They, I, 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 will, I, I, don't, I don't like cliffhangers. I don't like cliffhangers like that. Like, you know, it'd be different if we got some information during, but we didn't. And I found it. Here it is. <laughs> Route 66. All right. So let's see. Yeah. This was through the travel. Uh, though the travelers and road trippers who used to cross the U.S. on historic Route 66 are gone, the main street of America still stands. A testament to a simpler time. The gas stations, roadside shops, and cafes have gone into disuse. And the fabled Deadlock Gorge is mostly seen from the comfort of the transcontinental train cars, but amid the fainting monuments of that earlier area, the outlaws of the Deadlock gang are planning their biggest heist yet. That's uh-huh. the story of it. So, and I think that's what um, McCree references. He references the Deadlock gang in that in his uh, 
in his speech. I just can't remember exactly what he said, though. See, I don't know if McCree is a good guy or a bad guy now. I thought McCree was a bad guy. No. I thought he had a logo for Overwatch. Well, he did, but so did Reaper. Might have been one of the ones that were eventually turned by Overwatch. They were bad at one point. An op went bad. They ended up getting captured, and they were offered saying, like, hey, work for us or go to jail kind of a thing. Well, he was, according to this, he was Blackwatch. So, and, and most of the Black, I think most of the Blackwatch guys were back. That's where Reaper was. He was Blackwatch. And then the uh, the guys from Talon, I don't know if they were Blackwatch before, uh, or they, they're just using Blackwatch tactics, but, you know, it well, seems like I mean, a bad thing. You can kind of tell Reaper and McCree, though. They've had statements like, I taught you everything you know, or whatever. And then McCree says something like, Not everything. Not every yeah. You gotta stop every- bringing up these uh, <laughs> these conversations if you can't remember what they said. I can't remember exactly. I just know it's like content or like whether it's like they're okay with that person or you know whatever. I just know that there's like some kind of like underlying either good or bad connection between them. I don't remember every fucking word they say. Well, <laughs> um, I, I, the reason I thought McCree was a bad guy is because when he kills Mercy, he says to her, "I never liked you much." <laughs> That's what he says to Mercy. Well, that's because Mercy's very against violence, period. Like, Mercy just doesn't like violence. She's always like, there's a reason Overwatch was shut down, or isn't there another way to do this? Like, she says things like that all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, she's supposed to be a pacifist. So, I mean, she, she I, I, can't remember, I can't remember. I can't remember if she, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I know how to fucking use that gun. Did you kill a Soldier 76 the other day with your, oh, you so nice. wanted a Soldier 76? I mean, I died, but I took him with me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he should have never died, so that's a loss on his part. <laughs> Felt so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, what'd you guys think about the comic in general? I mean, I, I, you, I, I've been saying my opinion. Lacking. Here, Lacking. Needed a little more. I want to know what that box was, but I like for what was there, though. It shows how badass McCree was in the comic. It shows how overpowered he is. He just fanhammered the entire goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I saw, fanhammer. It was just like playing him in the game. Fanhammer, fanhammer, (laughs) fanhammer. That was it. (laughs) I think the last one was his ultimate, though, because he could even do it in the dark. Wow. Well, yeah, that that's all saw. And Mike, what what were your thoughts on the comic? Eh, it's all right. Yeah, so I mean, I'm waiting for the graphic novel. I don't think that's going to be free. Um, I'll have to pay for that. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, like, I'd read it. Uh, I want to know more about the story, so I'd read an Overwatch graphic novel. But you know, whatever. Um, let's move away from that. Let's talk about the the story of Overwatch videos, which is broken into three parts. I mean, the first part I didn't. I don't think needed to be a twenty-minute video. To be honest with you, it was called the Fall of Titan. They didn't really talk, even though it was supposed to be all about Titan. I still walked away like, "What was Titan? What was Titan?" Yeah. Like, I didn't really get that much information out of it. Like, I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, nobody still knows what it is, and they made that very evident in the video that it was very hush hush, and how nobody knows what's going on with it. Well, like, yeah. nothing's going on with it because it's dead. Right, well, you know, back even when it was in development and what was happening to it and how they're always trying to steer people away from it. And even then, we still didn't get a glimpse much of, oh, Tracer came from this. And that was pretty much what, you know, I took away from it. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the first video was very like, oh, well, Overwatch came from a bad place. We're all in a bad place because we failed. It's like, okay, get over it, please. Can we get to the, you know, the next part? Because that's basically what it is. It's like, just constantly like, oh, we worked so hard on this thing and it, it fell apart, blah, 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 blah. That's all I heard over and over and over again for 20 minutes. That video could have been five minutes long. You know? Uh-huh. The, the whole video could have been five minutes long. So I think that was kind of a waste to kind of stretch that out because they made it seem like they were going to talk about Titan in depth and like this is what we were trying to do and this is where like it just got too big and this is where we messed up and this is where it collapsed like no none of that all I know is it was a supposed MMO that was supposed to be bigger than WoW that's all I really got out of that the only thing that we in terms of uh, uh, Overwatch that we know about it is that Tracer the Tracer's archetype was in Titan. That's why Tracer is one of the first characters created in Overwatch. Uh-huh. That's all we know. I think the meat of this video is in the, the video called Return of the 90s Shooter. Right. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't see... I mean, I understand that they're taking certain influences from from 90s shooters, because apparently, like, you know, Jeff Kaplan liked to play 90s shooters like he's play, he played Counter Strike, he played Quake. Uh, he said he was got like a Half Life Deathmatch. I lol that because everybody's got like a Half Life Deathmatch, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well not anymore. Actually, now the kids these days probably could not play that game. But you know, he I can't play that fucking game. Yeah, but you know, he he learned. He said he learned map making making from making CS maps. And he said something. He did say something I thought was very true. And he said that map movement or movement in the game around the maps in the recent years has been very stagnant. As one hundred percent true. Even though Call of Duty did try to kind of, they kind of tried to fix it by adding like the jetpacks and uh, the wall Slide running and, and things stuff. like Titan, that. Titanfall tried to do it too with the wall running kind of thing and yeah, all that stuff. But just running on a wall, it's not enough. Like that's kind of you're still kind of gimped when you when the the pinnacle. Of map movement to me in an arena shooter, Unreal Tournament 2004. I was just about to say UT2K. Oh, <laughs> oh you I thought you were going to say Brink for a second there, and I'm like, oh god. No, 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 it's called Brink. Brink. runs and jumps up a wall and freaking shoots a rocket at your damn face. Yeah, like you know, Brink actually did have good movement. Like you could hop over. It's like you can hop over a wall, or you could wall run up a wall into a place, and that was pretty cool. But Unreal Tournament, man, like you could. Let's say I'm coming down a corridor, right? I'm coming down a corridor. There's two guys looking at me. I'm looking at them. I got the flag. I need to get past these guys. I could be on the right side of that corridor. Dodge, you know, dodge jump to the left side. Double jump. Then dodge again off the wall, over their heads. Drop rockets on their face. Before I touch the ground, I got my shield gun out. Hit the shield gun three times. And I have already moved 75% way across the map. That's fucking map movement. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, UT two K four probably had the best map movement I I've seen in an FPS in the longest time. God, you made me miss UT UT two K four. Now you asshole, <laughs> knowing that I can never play that game again. Dude, the, the map movement was incredible. It was the best map movement in any game in any shooter I think I've ever played, and partially one of the reasons why I think UT three died so quickly. Movement was awful. Because movement was it st- was fucking trash. Movement was trash. With UT3, they started listening to the guys who played UT99 
who were mad about how badly they said they, they would think that UT 2K4 was too bouncy. They didn't like it, but in reality, they just couldn't adjust to the movement. And so they listened to them. And not to mention, they, t- they toned down the movement because they wanted it to be easier for console players to play. And UT, they tried UT on console how many times? UT99 was on console. Unreal, Unreal Championship. And UT3 was on console. Three attempts. Three failed attempts. You should have stopped Gee. after two. Well, I thought... I thought the idea of, you know, keeping UT2K4... Like, that was... You know, UT... You have your regular Unreal Tournament on PC. But then you have your Unreal Championships on console. And you just left them separate... That game you know what flops I mean? so hard because it's just, I'm sorry, like Epic wanted so bad to get into the console market, and they did with Gears, and you see what they like they, they just dropped everything once Gears came out. Well, they tried to, unre- well the problem was UT3 was basically their attempt at Gearsing Unreal. Yeah, and that, that failed horribly. So, but yeah, he, he's right, Jeff was right, because movement did become stagnant. Battlefield doesn't have a huge range of movement, but that's a military shooter. Call of Duty doesn't have great movement. That's a military shooter. Brink had good movement, but Brink's the bugs that Brink had, the game-breaking bugs that Brink had in the beginning, killed that game off so fast. Uh, but still, it wasn't you, comparable to, to UTQ2K4. Can't you... Isn't uh, Call of Duty now more like uh, Titanfall, from what I've been saying? Well, you can wall run on it, but still, wall running is... Uh, it's The movement's a bit better, but you... Go, go ahead, wall run in front of me, please. Like, you know, like, I can still kill you, like, very easily. It just makes it, when you wall run, it makes it easier to get to places um, without standard, without using a standard path. But once you start playing the game and you get used to it, you just start considering that's a standard path. Oh, there's a wall there. You can jump from wall to wall. Somebody might come from this side. It's no longer surprising. More unlike, you know, playing UT2K4, watching somebody fall from a distance that they're, they're supposed to die, and then right before they hit the ground, they do a dodge jump off the wall, and then bam, hit the shield jump, and now they're like, what the, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> you know, that's what happens in that game if you're not paying attention. So yeah, the movement definitely was stagnant, and I do like that he said that. But in terms of Overwatch being a 90s shooter... Um, they're, they're, each a lot of the characters do have they're, they're pretty much archetypes of different styles of play you know you know Soldier 76 was pretty generic but then you know Vara is just our, is, our, is you know let's say somebody with a rocket launcher you know but the only gun they have is a rocket launcher you know and right. I don't think you know adding jetpacks or not jetpacks, health packs, to a map makes it a 90 shooter. You know? And, like, maybe, it, you know, it, the, the thing is that nobody, I guess nobody in, in the video ever said that they were trying to bring back the 90 shooters, that, that they were just looking at them for inspiration, and I can believe that because of how the game plays. And it could be that GameStop, not GameStop, GameSpot, uh, the way they titled this video was just wrong. Because this definitely isn't the return of a 90s shooter. 90s shooters were not, um, I don't want to say easy, but 90s shooters did not care if you couldn't play. They didn't care if you didn't have the skill to play. If you didn't have the skill to play, don't play the game. That's, oh, that's, yeah. that's the way it was. Um, they didn't try to make it, uh, 
uh, more accessible. They didn't try to make it more accessible. They wouldn't throw an overpowered character like a junk rat into the game, you know. And those were hard lessons that were learned back in the day too. Even you know, going through Counter Strike and stuff, and trying to get competitive, you know, with uh, some of the communities that were out there, it was not forgiving, and you either had to adapt or you just didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. It was basically every person on in that map or every person in that game was equal. You had access to all the same weapons, uh, the same movement speed, the same everything. There was yeah, no, but- there was no point at which you'd come across a player like, "Oh crap, I have the wrong build on," so I'm gonna right. die against this guy. There was none of that. It was all about skill. It's why, which, and in, in, you know, I was talking to somebody else about this uh, the other day. Why they'll never be CTF in Overwatch because you know UT2K4. In many other CTF games or games that had CTF, sometimes you know you had to go into a place like by yourself against two defenders because maybe your team needed to have three to four people defending your map because they were getting their asses kicked back there, and so right. you still had to go to get you know by yourself against two defenders. Well, based on your skill level, you might be able to take those two guys. Something like that would never really work out in Overwatch, you know. No, because it's class based. Yeah, because it's class based, which is another like another reason why CTF just won't work. But I mean, CTF works in Team Fortress. I just hate the way Team Fortress Two. I hate the way Team Fortress implemented CTF. The fact that you can't pick up that goddamn briefcase, you have to wait it out. Do you guys remember that or? I kind of. It's been a long time. Since C- CTF, CTF, and Team Fortress Two. The other team would pick up the briefcase, and if you killed the guy, it would lay on the ground, and you had to wait for the briefcase to just go back. And if somebody came and touched it, it would just pick it up again, and it will start the timer over again. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. yeah, I avoided CTF maps with a passion because of the way that was implemented. Terrible yeah, implementation of CTF. Right. Uh, but you know, and it, you know, Team Fortress was. A class, it is a class-based shooter, and it has CTF, poorly implemented CTF, but still has CTF, and it would have worked if it was like right, if it was like more standard. To be honest with you, and yes, the scout is fast, but at the same time, there's so much stuff that can kill the scout on the way back. You don't have to have a hard counter for the scout, right? But like, I don't think you can do that with the class archetypes that we have here oh, in Overwatch. Oh, you definitely can't. That's 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 what I'm like, saying. Tracer, Tracer brings up the flag. Bye. <laughs> exactly like... yeah you definitely cannot do that um so that's why you know you'll never have like a ctf in, in a game like this you know like the, the way the class even jeff kaplan says it the classes are not balanced in a way uh where it's one-to-one where everybody can kill everybody else no no and that's going to be the problem with day one people also is they're going to think like I can take on whatever I want to with this fucking character. Mm-hmm. That's not how this. Well, think game about Meza. Meza was complaining about Tracer because he couldn't kill tanks. Because Tracer's not meant to kill tanks. Exactly, Tracer's not meant to kill tanks, and he was complaining about Tracer needs to do more damage. No, she doesn't. Well, no, she she can't with her ultimate. Just tag your ultimate onto him. Done. There you go. You can kill a tank, Meza. Maybe unless you're Zarya. When whenever I get tagged by a Tracer, I wait till like you know the last second or two before it blows and I hit the bubble. Done. You can beta <laughs> you can beta Zarya's bubble though. If you like go in there and you see your bubble dash dash cube done out. Right. But the thing is also if you put the bomb on the bubble, it goes away with the bubble. 
Right, I'm just saying you have to wait for the bubble to die down because you still have like what an eight second cooldown. Yeah, so that's more than enough but time that's what for I'm a saying. Like, to dash she, in. She te- you have to bait it. You have to be smart. Yeah, and you know most traces like when they because when they're about to die they'll throw it on you. You know, and yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Like, they should just hold it. Hold it for when you can kill. When you can confirm the kill. Right. So yeah, it's I don't know. Like I said, it could be because of the way GameStop really labeled this video. GameSpot labeled the video. They're so poorly named. <laughs> they are. Uh, but Overwatch really isn't a 90s shooter. Now, uh, he did say a couple other things. He says that, you know, only, you know, only competitive TF2 players played FPS comp- well, as a team. Which isn't true. Any competitive FPS, Deathmatch competitive, like 44 Deathmatch competitive and UT capture the flag those guys all played as a team you know you had to play as a team because you uh, you know uh deathmatch or team deathmatch i should say and ut was all about map control so you had to you know this guy gets this power up you control these power ups you control these weapons and you deny the other team while killing them that's how you you pretty much did it and i'm not, I'm not saying it required as much teamwork as overwatch does because it definitely did not as much coordination um, I think their Overwatch definitely requires more, but I think it's a little unfair for them to say that you know, you know, a lot of shooters don't require teamwork. I mean, you play in pubs, and a lot of a lot of games when pubs, including Overwatch, you don't see teamwork. You know, like you'll see teamwork mm-hmm. between a Mercy and a Reinhardt, or a Mercy and another character that's doing damage because that's what Mercy does; she amps. But how often do you see people just running around the fucking map? It's rare, but when I do, it's scary. Like, I've seen Zarya's and Tracer's work together. Yeah. And, like, they'll just, they'll they'll annoy and poke and pester until they get their ultimate. And then next thing you know, they wiped out the whole team because one well-placed Zarya ultimate and a Tracer bomb and bam. Right. Yeah, so uh, in that video, Jeff also addressed uh, the game modes, saying they wanted to go with familiar game modes because, you know, heroes were their primary concern. And you're already going to have these these heroes, these different types of heroes, and they didn't want to overwhelm people by having these different types of heroes and then having these uh, game modes that were difficult to kind of get. And on top of that, in terms of the designing the game itself, they always want to have a simple game mode to design so that way they can focus on the balance of the characters, which for the most part is good. Yeah, it's actually smart design in my opinion. Keep your game mode simple so you can actually focus on what they're trying to sell to you, which is the heroes. Like I think they said that about map design as well. Like Heroes come first. Right, like, yes. Heroes have to fit the map or it's just not gonna work exactly now the one of the things toward the end was where jeff jeff Kaplan was talking about the scoreboard and i'm saying that he wanted the scoreboard to be able to tell you who was performing and who was not and they utterly failed at that they are nowhere near where they need to be for the scoreboard you can't tell anything on scoreboard you don't know who's doing what you don't know how well somebody's doing you don't know how and you can't and obviously you know they, they don't they don't want to put a kill death ratio up there and KDA won't work. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to do stuff like that because uh, you know it, it might look discouraging. But you want to you want to see no one play support. You put a KDA ratio right there in front of everyone's I face. I don't think it, that makes a difference. To be honest with you, 
You say that, but to the casual players, if they have a bad KDA because they're playing support all the time... Well, then they shouldn't be playing support in the first place. Well, no, no, they're bad KDA because, like, one, they hardly ever... Who gets kills on Mercy? Well, no, if you you play support and care about kill-death ratio, like, you shouldn't be playing support. Regardless, it's still a stat that, like, sits on you. Yeah? You have to grow up. Yeah, it doesn't sit with me as much in this game. I care more about winning. Yeah, that's like field. Yeah, it's like I, when I, I play care t- about KDR there. When I play Team yes. Fortress, you know, depending on the character I'm playing, I really don't care about KD. To be honest with you, you know, if you're playing a sniper, you should have a super high KD. The scout, eh, maybe not so much because you're in the mix all the time. The engineer too, you know, like it's that's the thing. I, I think. The you know, first of all, every character shouldn't be rated by KDA in the first place. If you're playing Symmetra, you might want to be uh, judged by how often the teleport is up, and how often your shields are up, and how often your um, turret kills, turret kills turret stuff assists. like that. If you're Mercy, you should be judged on heals. If you are, you know, uh, let's say, uh, uh, you know, a tank, how much damage you absorb. Mm-hmm. No, stuff like that. That's what you really should so, be. So, what they're doing with the cards, but they need to do better than what the cards are they doing. They need to have it posted all the time because you need to be able to see if somebody's doing well in their position. And if not, they need to get off of it. Uh, That's the bottom line. I, I just don't think they want to... I don't think they want to stifle people from returning, though, to those characters just because they have... A bad game because they pubbed with somebody and they had a bad run with Lucio. I'm not or saying whatever, that and then they never... it's going to make people not want to play those characters. What I'm saying is that if you are coming down to the three minute marker and you are doing nothing with your character, maybe you should switch off so you can get that win and then try it again later. Or you know, you, you can even you can see when you're not doing that well. You might be think you're doing better than you are, but you're not. So you can step it up a little bit. I, I they, there's so many ways they can do the scoreboard. It just feels like it's such a low priority, but I think it's something that really needs to be addressed. They need to have stats specific to, you know, stats for specific characters, basically, on the scoreboard, based off of what you're doing, you know? Well, I thought that they were trying to go with that. He seemed in the video where he's like, you know, it doesn't make sense for a tracer to be on an objective, and, you know, there needs to be other ways to score that. So I was pretty sure they had that in the game already. Like you're saying, though, on that final score screen, I wasn't seeing too much. It was either who put out the most damage, who put out the most healing, you know, or who had the most consecutive kills or something like that. But it didn't, you know, like you're saying, it didn't really tell you who was good, but it seemed like they were trying to go for that, at least. Well, like, even then, you could say someone heals a lot, but they might have been healing the wrong targets. Like, I, I see healers get put on the fucking cards all the time, and I'm like, no, they were a shit healer. I don't care how much fucking heals they did. They didn't heal the priority targets at the right time. They didn't res shit. They didn't put the barriers down at the right time. You know, like, just because I'm just going to forewarn people, if you see a healer and their heals are actually, uh, like, good, just remember, like, how they actually performed in the match, not just because of 4,000 health covered most of the match, 29% of people, whatever. I don't care. That doesn't mean you're a good healer. That just means you fucking knew how to babysit. Right. And R- Rant done. Like I said, they need to <laughs> that um, that information needs to be available throughout the game. 
that's part of the problem. The info needs to be available throughout the game. Instead of just at the end, where it doesn't matter? Uh, yes, exactly. At the end, you already saw it. It's like, fuck. I wish we would have known this guy was being, you know, sucking ass the whole game. <laughs> you know, in that position. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I, there's definitely something that can be done about the scoreboard. And it feels like a low priority, but I think it needs to be a higher priority. Uh, but moving on to their third video, where uh, they talked about the characters in general. Um, this is another video that I thought maybe could have been a bit shorter. Actually, it was the shortest of the shortest of the three videos. Um, but the some for um uh, some good information actually. There was some interesting information like that they gave out that Hanzo and Genji used to be the same character. He was going to be their invisible backstabber. He was going to be their spy. And they decided against and, it. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if there really is going to be an invisible backstabber now. Yes. You know, that that's mm. the thing. I don't know. That's going to be pretty tricky to balance. Especially I'd, I'd be, because there's no way to spy check. There's no real way to spy check. Like, yeah, I'm, so Widowmaker Ultimate's the only way. Yep. And yeah, that's even before, if they'd make it available. Or lucky Hanzo arrow. Or even, yeah, or if that's even if they'd make that available. That's the thing. They may not make that available, you know? So, as I'm saying, man, I don't really think... Uh, I don't, what if it was, like, fighting game invisible, where it's not true invisibility, but, like, it's, like... You, you yeah, it's, like, translucent. About? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be kind of dumb still, but... Yeah, I don't know. It might uh, make it to where you don't show up if you don't move. Yeah, so you mean like more like Halo then? Uh, either that or they have it in, uh, wow, the only other thing I think of Hunters. Uh, when Hunters are moving in their stealth form, they are slightly visible but untargetable until they stand still. Once they stand still, then they're completely stealth. Right. They're untargetable, though? Yeah, you can target them with like AoE-type abilities, but, you know, actually, like, in, of course, in the game, you know, I clicking so on them, you can't, like, tab target them in that regard. No, I still want to shoot their head off if I see them. I don't care if they're translucent. Oh yeah, I mean, I still should be. I should still be allowed to shoot the fuck out of them. Oh yeah, you'd be able to do it in here for sure too. But it would add a little bit of a, an element to it, I guess. Unless they're going to give us some sort of spy checking ability, like a, a flamethrower character of some type. I think that's on the horizon. It's got to be, man. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's definitely somebody. You know, somebody can that can hit you with something and leave an effect like some type of poison. Uh, Widowmaker's uh, poison ability that she has. Yes, I do know she has a poison ability. I'm saying the uh, well, that's that's. I mean, the, those are the, the character that might, that might make it. That might make that. Uh, probably like a maybe a support character that might make that. Um, that's like their attack. Like they can they can do poison, or maybe they could do do like fire or something that hits you and it remains right. on you. You know, pretty much. Yeah. Will, Pretty much like that seems to be like the archetypes that are missing here. Really, is like a poison-ish type character and a, and a stealth knife, dagger, cloak, dagger and cloak kind of guy. Right. So I don't know. We'll just see. We'll see what they're working on. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you mean? You guys have anything to say about those videos? Anything? I, I like the said? videos quite a bit. They were. Uh, it was cool to see into the process. You can tell that these people care about their game they're making. You know, and they understand that, you know, change is going to happen and, you know, it's going to take some time, but they seem to be very committed to addressing issues and actually trying to resolve them as much as they can. I was very appreciative of the videos and it, it gave you a little insight and they were pretty neat to watch.
Yeah, I mean, like it really does seem like they're putting the game first. I will say that that you know, because you know, recent shooters like Destiny or uh, the Division, it really you you see from the gate that they were putting you know microtransactions and DLC, and they wanted you to buy all that stuff. I mean, Destiny was so chopped up. The Division, as far as I'm concerned, is not even a, a, a finished fucking product at this point. Um, and it feels good. F- that 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 the Overwatch team or Blizzard is allowing the Overwatch team to make sure that they get this right, you know that is very right. very important. They're they're definitely trying. I mean, as much as you know, as much as I complain about certain things, it's not nearly as bad as some of the other games. Like I played Destiny for uh, what a year, over a year, right? And I had to take myself off of that podcast because that's how much I was complaining. <laughs> you know uh, about that game. Uh, whereas with you know with uh, Overwatch, it's really just you know I'm complaining because I care, not necessarily because I'm angry. <laughs> right. Like the game could be much better if they do these things exactly the way I tell them to do it. Because of course I know what the best. Of course I know what's best. Yes, you know, of, course. of course. Jarrett knows everything. You know, buffs and yada. <laughs> nerf May. Get rid of Junkrat. <laughs> delete delete this character completely. Yeah. We don't we don't need a grenadier type at all to take care of Bastion whatsoever. You don't. Right? I don't who like I like I have you know I haven't seen a a junk rat actually take care of a Bastion in weeks. Uh, I did it the other night. What are you talking well, about? That's you. I'm talking about when I'm playing. <laughs> that's you. Okay. <laughs> Most of the time, you know I take care of Bastion Zarya. Or Widowmaker. Widowmaker. Genji. Or Farrah. There's so many ways to take out a Bastion. Or Torbjorn. I have hit or miss with Farrah. It depends. Like, I, I don't know. If Bastion catches Farrah, it can, he can wipe her out before she finishes Dude, All you have job. to do with Farrah is you hit Bastion, like you, you, know, you pop in, you pop out, you hit him enough to make him repair himself. And when he repairs mm-hmm. himself, that's when you hammer him. That's when you hammer him. And that's another thing. I do think Bastion's repair, he he needs to, it needs to be nerfed. It's 25% a second. Only Does it need seconds. to be nerfed nearly as much as May's Ice Block needs it, though? Yes, I will say that. Because at, at least when he's doing that, he's exposed. You know, he's exposed when he has to repair himself. Henceforth, and the strategy I, I just that, gave you. <laughs> I haven't run into that many uh, Bastions, honestly. I haven't run into him, and when I have, it's always been as Widowmaker, and I've just plucked him. Yeah. Then again, you weren't really playing the beta all that much either, right? I must. I gotta throw that shade in there because now you're gonna be just like us. Now you're gonna play as much as we do. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fantastic. No longer will I be off with the uh, the the Reddit prayer circle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reddit prayer circle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're, let's, we're gonna end uh, on that note, um, because uh, I think you guys, you guys have any anything else you want to bring up right now, or we're good for now. I am excited for the open beta and the game to release. Uh, you know, I know Mikey and everybody's going through withdrawals right now. I had just another little taste after not getting it for so long, and I need that uh, Overwatch fix. So. Can't wait. Yeah. Too bad <laughs> Kathy may never be able to play again, thanks to you. Yeah, I know. I know right? You got her account, man. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is why I can't have nice things, or other people can't around me. <laughs> it's so okay. They won't salt. come out with another game for like 17 years anyway, so. 
<laughs> yeah, I it's wonder true. how Kathy's going to feel about that. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's going to bring us to a uh, close here. Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, this is Watchpoint Radio, obviously about Overwatch. We do have other podcasts that you can enjoy. Uh, we have WoW Talk if you're in the world of Warcraft. That's Nick and his crew. Every other week, they are opposite of us, so you'll hear this this Tuesday, and WoW Talk is next Tuesday. Uh, there is In Orbit, which is our Destiny podcast. They are the Monday before us, so if you're hearing this, they just put one out yesterday. Uh, and there's Double Tap, which is our fighting game podcast. Uh, well, it's, not, it's more than a fighting game podcast. It's more, it's, it's more about the FGC than fighting games itself. Mikey's on that one. Yep. When I actually do get to play fighting games, when I step away from Overwatch, which I know is hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. So Mike is on that one. Meza and uh, Dre or uh, Crash Tag, they they have played Overwatch as well, and we might I don't know, I might bring them on the show so they can talk about it. So Meza, so I can explain to Meza in person why Tracer doesn't need to get a buff and why Tracer doesn't need to be powerful <laughs> enough to kill tanks. Uh, <sighs> one day, one day, but yes, that is that is double tap. We also have episodic, which um we're gonna be doing our third episode for the Walking Dead Michonne very soon. Uh, you can you can check that out. That 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 shows only have two episodes so far. And it only comes out when episodic games come. So yeah, little not not the frequency that we're that we're used to. Uh, but all of our podcasts you can catch them on iTunes. We're on Overcast for iOS. We are on Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have an RSS feed, and we are now on Google Play Music as well. So if you use Google Play, you can go ahead and subscribe to us over there. Uh, all of our podcasts are there. We are on Twitter.com slash MTB site, Facebook.com slash Smash Those Buttons, YouTube.com slash Smash Those Buttons. Uh, my Twitter is underscore jaw underscore. Uh, so underscore J A underscore Mike. What about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at K E Y underscore C L O W key underscore Clow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, feel free to contact us. Um, you know whether it's on SoundCloud or you leave a comment on site or our Facebook page. Just hit us up with a Twitter message if you have mm-hmm. any questions or any thoughts in general. What did you guys think about the story of Overwatch videos? What did you think about the McCree comic? Let us know. We'd definitely like to hear about it. And, um, you know, if something interesting comes up, we definitely talk about it on the show. Uh, if you did enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best thing you could do is just spread the word. Share uh, our podcast with other people. Share the site with other people, especially those who you think would be interested in it. That is really the best thing you could do to help us right now. We really appreciate that. Uh, like I said, as always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys in two weeks. That's the week after open beta. We'll see you then. Take it easy. Sayonara. Sayonara.